0: Hello everyone, uh, this week we are trying something a little bit different, the first of what we are calling a bonus episode. This one is featuring Stephanie Dandler, who helped us kick off our second season. You could kind of think of this as a Stephanie Dandler Part 2. Welcome to Storybound, presented by Lit Hub Radio and the Pod Agglomerate. I'm your host, Jude Brewer. In just one moment, you will hear Stephanie Dandler read an excerpt from her memoir, Stray, with an original score by Tim Carplus. And if you stick around until after the credits, you'll learn more about what's in store for Storybound season three.
1: Laurel Canyon, California. One time he broke into the house on DeVoe Street in Brooklyn, removing the screen, scraping himself, shimmying through the window. I was in the shower and screamed when he pulled back the curtain. He was ecstatic, overly proud of himself, and I laughed so hard I had to sit down. (laughs) We didn't talk about us. (laughs) I stayed in the shower and he watched, didn't touch me. By dinner time, he was back in San Francisco. In New York, we met in the mornings to ride the train into the city together. He was on an extended work project and I had no fixed schedule, an interloper on the L train. I picked him up from his office at six and we'd discuss options like the train or a ferry or a drink. We commuted together for an entire month so we could sit side by side, hidden in plain sight. That was the month where I saw him every single day except two Sundays. One time, a plane ticket showed up in my inbox. We hadn't spoken in six weeks, not since he blocked my phone because he and his wife were on vacation. The plane ticket was audacious, a dare. He can't be serious, I told my friends. His smile when I arrived in Toronto with a backpack A smile not of surprise, but of confirmation. The story was about us. It would always be us. When I was in Rome, six months into this affair, he told me he couldn't do it. He wasn't leaving her. I wept via Skype. Why do you keep coming for me, I asked. Because I love you, he said. He asked me to keep the computer on until I fell asleep, and I did. He watched me confused and said, I'm not sure I've ever felt as much as you do. 48 hours later, he was in Rome and I asked no questions. We kissed on a park bench in front of the Fontana Paola for over an hour as savage as teenagers. He carried me piggyback through the streets, the gardens on top of the Gianicolo Hill filling with mosquitoes around us. He emptied his pockets into the Trevi Fountain and swore I would be the mother of his children. I spent a lot of money buying us time. Whenever he failed to leave her, I booked a new ticket. It was making things easier for him, giving him space, not knowing that he's a hunter who lives for a chase. Even now, I have no doubt that everything I've suffered, every accident and pivot from my girlhood until now, has been leading me to him but it has crossed my mind more than once that I should not let him find me here in Laurel Canyon. And yet, I'm cutting lemons in a stingingly blue morning, arranging them in a bowl, ordering singular sandwiches with extra avocado. I'm applying invisible makeup, laying out a patterned sundress because I know it will drive him insane. We are so close to our real life. He's asked for a divorce. He's here for a job interview. He's here to see my new home, except he texts our new home. And I'm so scared it was a typo, I write, ha. I tell myself I won't remember any of the pain, that we are going through a transformation of which amnesia is a blessed side effect. (laughs) I make the man behind the counter rewrap the sandwiches because the first job was messy. (laughs) It's something the monster's wife would know how to order his sandwich. I had to order better than her. That's easy enough because I'm uniquely adept at loving him. I am uniquely adept at dividing him into things his wife knows and things I know. Don't lie to me. I told him at the beginning, I can stomach anything but lies. And when he tells me that he never lies to me, though I see him lie to everyone else, I believe him. The monster enjoys his sandwich. He doesn't give a shit what's on it. He takes a work call, and I thoughtlessly undo his pants while he talks. Thoughtlessly. Mm. we can't get away with that. I'm full of thoughts. (laughs) Thoughts of us referring to this blowjob that he got when he was taking a meeting when we're growing old together, and the patina of this affair's misery has shifted to something bronze and noble. When I come, I cry, when he comes, I cry again. When he tells me, with his pants still off, that he has to go pick up his wife at the airport because they're going to Palm Springs with a group of friends, and that it was planned a while ago, I don't cry. Sooner's better, I say, no one can live like this. I know, he says, looking at his hands, his ring. I can't do this anymore. When, I ask.
0: You are listening to Storybound. And now for a short break. now we return from our break.
1: When he tells me, with his pants still off, that he has to go pick up his wife at the airport because they're going to Palm Springs with a group of friends and that it was planned a while ago, I don't cry. Sooner's better, I say. No one can live like this. I know, he says, looking at his hands, his ring. I can't do this anymore. When, I ask. Soon, he says, really soon. Soon, someday, maybe our refrain, probably this weekend, I think. Probably when they get home from this weekend, he'll start a fight. He'll be distant. Then he'll say that he needs space. Or maybe he'll just dive in. There's something I need to tell you. (laughs) Let's walk, I say to him. We walk up Runyon Canyon and the night cools. I think he must notice that my legs are brown. I've been running obsessively. I look around at people hiking, sweating, talking into Bluetooth headsets tethered to their animals, and I think about their small, weak lives, and I think, he picked me because I'm strong. (laughs) He picked me. No, I can't get away with that either. He picked him too. I'm late, he says. You're having an affair, you're always late. I stall. You don't want to come back and take a shower? No, I really, really have to go, he says and checks his phone. His background photo is of her at a concert, and I still don't cry. Numb, 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 a breeze passes and my skirt flies up, and I will myself to be light. I'm you're going to go meet your wife with my pussy all over your face i ask him he looks at me seriously like i'm trespassing but doesn't respond that's who you are now you don't care enough about either of us to clean up He doesn't respond and I hear faintly from myself, that's who he always was. He kisses me and I smell our sex on his lips, his cheeks, his eyelids, his earlobes. He says something unnecessarily cruel, cruel to me, cruel to her, so shocking it's funny, and gets into his car. Charmed by how he seems unafraid of being ugly. Charmed by how messy our sex is, like we're drawing outside the lines and all the degrading things we say and do seem to be closer to the truth of human nature. Charmed perhaps by our superiority, though it feels to me as the months go on that I've made a terrible mistake. I can't dwell on it only continue soldiering on. I let him go and I drive up to Mulholland. I continue dividing my life into times I cried, times I didn't cry. I drive with the heater on and the windows down until the San Fernando Valley turns blue, then black, and the lights come on.
0: This story was an excerpt written and performed by Stephanie Danler from her memoir Stray. It's what Leah Gremblatt from Entertainment Weekly calls a raw, often lyrical portrait of pain, loss, and learning to let go. Stray is available now through your local bookseller, either in person or online. The music in this episode was created by Tim Carplus, who also mixed this episode, and thank you to Emily Reardon at Knopf for her scheduling assistance. Storybound is arranged, produced, and hosted by me, Jude Brewer. Our executive producers are Jeff Ombro of The Podglomerate and Justin Alvarez of Lithub. Uh, you should look us up on Instagram at StoryBoundPod, uh, where we regularly post stories with featured artists sharing their music and fun little facts about the show. We're also on Twitter at StoryBoundPod, and we would love to hear from you. you know, whenever we get a message or see our episode shared, we like to give you a shout-out and a big thank you, because this show cannot exist without you. Uh, for instance, Lomotaki writes, I love Storybound. You get to hear the author read their own work. A great way to intro into a book. It's helped me pick out so many good reads. Uh, JT Rawson writes, Storybound is the podcast I've been searching and hoping for. Stories told by their authors with excellent sound production. Finally, a sound design that captures the quality of the writing. Highly, highly recommend. Thank you both of you for the kind words. We are currently in the middle of production on season three. Uh, We will have more news about who's coming on the show, maybe even put up a little trailer. And we're also planning on releasing a couple more bonus episodes in November. So some nice little light stories, food related for the holidays. And until then, please be kind with yourselves and let us know what else you would like to hear on the show. Our eyes and our ears are wide open, so talk soon.